My guest today, Stephanie Daly, is someone that I met through social media more than 10 years ago. So it's no surprise that today's conversation circles back around to social media. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeg, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. Today, I get to do something that I really enjoy, and I think you're going to enjoy it too. I'm going to hang out with my good friend, Stephanie Daly. I I met Stephanie originally through an online networking group that hosted an offline event, and we've been giggling and having fun ever since. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, Lorraine. How are you? I'm great. I'm so glad you had time to do this today. Of course. Anything for you. (laughs) You know, it's so funny that our original friendship kind of started with social media when social media was kind of a little bit of the wild, wild west and all fun and games. And over the years, we've both developed careers in social media. Mm -hmm. And I thought it'd be fun today to sit back and kind of look at some of the things that have changed and some of the things that work and don't work on social media. Wow. I mean, 10 minutes is not going to cut it for all the things <laughs> that have changed, certainly. <laughs> no, there were two things I really wanted to talk about. One is everybody thinks of Instagram as this very egalitarian platform. And you were telling me something that Facebook's kind of screwing with the algorithm a little bit. They are naughty little Mark Zuckerberg. I mean, he is a naughty little guy, isn't he? Um, Mm -hmm. So I read an article the other day from Agora Pulse. It's A-G-O-R-A-P-U-L-S-E.com. And it said that Facebook, so Instagram is owned by Facebook, obviously. And they're driving traffic to people that post on Instagram with people that don't put link in bio strategy or a link in bio. So like when you say, Hey, check out this new blog post that we wrote, the link is in our bio. So they're actually backing off those people that are doing the link in bio and like pushing through the people that aren't doing it that way. And it's really weird. (laughs) Well, it's weird, but it's also when you understand that Facebook is an advertising platform, it makes perfect sense. If you want to drive traffic to your blog post, Facebook wants you to pay for it. Yes, they do. And the challenge for these businesses as more of these platforms mature is how do you get around the constant need to advertise? So what are some things you would tell clients if they're going to use Instagram to get around some of the penalties for trying to promote content? Instagram, when it first was available, and Instagram still is my favorite app. I love it. I love seeing the pictures and what people can come up with creative. And I... I'm not, well, I'm a little ashamed to say how much um, stuff I buy off of Instagram late at night, but (laughs) it's really sad. But we're talking about the reach on this thing is pretty significant. So what I would say is if I was sitting down talking to a business and they wanted to go after Instagram really hard, like hitting it really hard. I would, I would show them this report and I would also say, you know, yes, we want to see 
beautiful pictures. They don't have to be professionally done, but I see restaurants that have posted pictures of their food on social media, on Instagram, and it makes me want to cringe. It's like, can you not see that and know that it doesn't look appetizing at all? You know what? And I think that's that's kind of the key thing there is if you're going to play on Instagram, it is all about the picture. It is all about, and, and you said something about, you know, the things that you buy late at night from Instagram and Instagram has great click through to the online channels. It has great click through to the online shopping carts. People do see pictures and buy but they only buy if the pictures are beautiful. Exactly. I mean, I cannot tell you how many dresses that I have bought or pairs of shoes that I have bought <laughs> off of Instagram late at night, but it's three o'clock in the morning. And let me tell you, that picture better be fabulous to get my attention. <laughs> I'm scrolling through there super quick. I mean, like mm-hmm. super, super quick, like everybody else does, right? You gotta have beautiful photography. Like I said, it doesn't have to be professional, but use your head a little bit. Like the pictures that you take of flowers are gorgeous. No, thank you. You're welcome. They're beautiful. I mean, I would frame some of those and put them up in my house, but it's like other stuff, I'm like, what are you thinking? If you're a business, really, what are you thinking? That's ridiculous to me. I know that you have worked in the past with some restaurants and maybe some uh, local food chains. What are some of the other mistakes that you have seen restaurants specifically make on social media? There's a certain fast food kind of buffet place that I used to work on. And customers, if they're unsatisfied, and especially if it's if it's a place that, you know, mid-range, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, they're going in there with their family and they are putting down their hard-earned money, right? And maybe they do it like once a week or something. But if they're unsatisfied, you are going to hear about it. And you are going to hear about it for a days, maybe even weeks, maybe even months. I mean, I'm not kidding. Some of the stuff I saw, I was like, wow, that looks really bad. Can we delete that? (laughs) We don't want to show that this is um, completely dirty and this is a mess. People are passionate about stuff like that, especially if they're paying for it. They want to, it's hard. You can't really stop people from doing stuff like that. One of the things that you can do, and I think that where a lot of restaurants, I think, mess up is they they don't work to balance the scales. If you have one bad picture, well, you better get three to five of your loyal fans to share a few beautiful ones to kind of balance out the scales. And there was another local restaurant in town that used to do a really good job. Actually, I kind of morphed my social media presence from this persona because I was so impressed with their responsiveness. And I thought, wow, I mean, if all restaurants were like this, it would be amazing. I mean, they were, if there was a problem, they handled it most of the time before people would even leave their table, they would handle it. No, I remember back in the day, again, there was a restaurant where the owner used to be really active on social media. And if you tweeted unhappily, you'd get a direct message asking you which one of his restaurants you were in. Oh yeah, for sure. Suddenly there, you'd be sitting there and a a plate of fried pickles would show up compliments of the owner. 
Mm-hmm. It was brilliant because when he did that, well, you would take a picture of it. You would thank him publicly. Yes. And everything got better. It was brilliant. It didn't matter what it was because it he fixed it and that's all that mattered, really. Part of the challenge with that, I think, is you set a precedent. And as that particular restaurant chain grew yeah. and he stepped away to more managerial issues, he didn't have the time to be paying attention to and addressing each and every patron. And those of us who'd been longtime fans, I think we still expected that level of interaction. I, I can tell you for sure I did. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't like that anymore. No. So, so maybe you can be too good and that could, that could be a mistake. So again, the middle of the road seems to be, mm -hmm. but that's not what we expect from a social media brand or an experience from mm -hmm. a social media brand. We want Beyonce with her layout from Adidas, right? <laughs> that's what, we, that's what I want. I want to see that, right? I want to see, you know butter melting on a steak and me thinking, oh my gosh, I have to go to that place right now. I mean, that's what I want. I have to see this dress with this girl running through the fields and go, okay, that's what I want. I'm going to go get it. And I'm going to look just like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that it, that's part of the challenge is that you have to look good to get people's attention. But if you create expectations that are beyond what you can deliver on, you're going to have a lot of unhappy customers. I think sometimes companies go the other way where they, a little bit tongue in cheek, have a little bit of fun. I cannot think of what the product was, but they built a whole marketing campaign around, yeah, we know it's ugly, but it works. See, I like that kind of honesty though. I, I I like that kind of honesty. And, you know, I mean, some things you say things have to be beautiful, but then there are some things that are just ugly or, or ridiculous that get, that go viral. And it's like, okay, I don't understand this at all, but you know, it, it's crazy the way people think and um, how we go about our purchasing decisions and what we're going to like and not like. I think one of the things I love most about social media is the fact that you can watch this all play out in real time. I cannot believe that the time has just flown by. I know. Did we even talk about everything we thought we were going to? Well, I never get a chance to talk about everything. I know. <laughs> I will have a link to your bio from the website. And uh, people, if they want to find you on Twitter and chat with you, I'll have a link to your Twitter handle as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> Twitter is where I tell the truth. So uh, walk easily, <laughs> and carry a big stick. Awesome. <laughs> Stephanie, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. My pleasure. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to look for MTFW wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.